Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. World podcast. If y'all are enjoying your day, great. If not, well, this one may or may not hit close to home to you enough to perk you up. But anyway, so I was seeing something involving the NXT Championship because as I'm recording this, this was right after WWE released a boatload of wrestlers. So this is far, like, a little while afterwards, but... The weird thing, though, is somebody mentioned on Facebook that there seems to be, like, a curse with the NXT Championship in terms of the booking of these wrestlers as they get to the main roster. And I thought, why not go through it? Because it's weird to think that anything, any championships could have more of a curse to them compared to the Universal or Cruiserweight Championship. And I'm talking about the current rendition, not the previous one. So let's look at every NXT champion who has at least been up to the main roster. So I'm not going to include Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, I may include Johnny Gargano, but just about everybody who's on there, I'm going to see how they've been booked since being NXT champion. Most of them, like I said, being on the main roster. So, Seth Rollins. I know a lot of people give him shit because of like his attitude and some of his booking, but so far out of everybody that's been NXT champion, he's the one with the most success in terms of his overall WWE career. Because you think about it, Royal Rumble winner, Money in the Bank contract holder, Intercontinental, U.S., Raw Tag Team, WWE, Universal Champions, cashed in Money in the Bank at the main event of WrestleMania 31. I mean, he's been the most successful out of everybody who's been NXT champion when you look at all of his credentials. So, I mean, there's a good perk, or a good plus there. Biggie Langston, I think he's one of the other few that's really gotten big success. Because, again, former Intercontinental Champion, multi-time Tag Team Champion, Money in the Bank contract holder, and as of the recording of this episode, he is in his first reign with the WWE Championship. So, right off the bat, a couple names that did ex- have done very well in terms of success. But then you go on, and there are some potholes on the way. The next name on the list, Bo Dallas. Now, some people got behind him because of the whole Believe gimmick. I honestly hated it. Like, he's just being like, all you have to do is believe. It just seemed a little too cheesy, even as a heel, for me to be like, okay, it just, yeah, too much for me. Because then he had the whole believe gimmick. He did a while of doing nothing. Became part of the Miz Taraj with Curtis Axel as part of, like, the posse for the Miz. And then you had the B-team thing with Curtis Axel, tag champions for a bit. Then after they lost tag titles, Bo Dallas just disappeared and never came back. So he had some success, but not a whole lot of, like, notable things in terms of his WWE run. Adrian Neville, later known as Neville, a.k.a. Pac. The weird thing, though, is, like, before he became the Cruiserweight Champion and the whole King of the Cruiserweights thing, he didn't do much of anything of significance. Like, at all. I know he was supposed to have been in the Intercontinental Championship ladder match at WrestleMania 32, but that was it. Then he finally came back, he turned heel... Meaner side, King of the Cruiserweights, where it's like his crown is the belt. But then it's like after he lost the Cruiserweight Championship for the final time, he left WWE. So it's like really the only thing he did was the whole Cruiserweight Championship stuff. So it seemed like he was really stuck into like a specific role. Like there was no room for him to expand. Sami Zayn. Now the only thing this guy's really done, besides the whole conspiracy theory type of gimmick, is being a former Intercontinental Champion. I mean... His first match on the main roster, when he's challenging John Cena for the U.S. title in the Open Challenge, he freaking threw out his shoulder during his entrance. Not a good sign there. 
then like he just, he had some stuff going on with Kevin Owens, way too many honestly matches at this point on the main roster to really care for. But it's like the close the only thing I really like that Sami Zayn has done in terms of maybe like promos and all that thing, where the promos he was cutting when he came back from his injuries and started going off on the fans, like taking holding them accountable in his actions. Those were great promos. But like then after that, I think he kind of fell off because I think it was after that he mentioned AEW while in the electric chair segment that he did and that maybe have gotten him heat. Because like really he hasn't really been booked the same since then. Kevin Owens, former Intercontinental, U.S. Universal Champion, had some memorable matches with at WrestleMania times, but really, even when you look at his Universal Championship run, which I may have to do a video or episode of the podcast on, seeing I've done a good amount on championship reigns, that title reign was pretty forgettable, especially when you look at the booking and even everything leading up to that. But. Me's had some moderate success, so I'd say better than nothing. Finn Balor, oh boy, this guy I cannot stand. I can't stand Finn Balor. I am tired of people drooling all over him and overrating him. Yes, he was the first Universal Champion. Yes, he's a former Intercontinental Champion, but we gotta remember, first Universal Champion, and he got injured the night he won the belt. Had to vacate the belt afterwards. And then it's like, he had some programs going on, but not a whole lot of things that were significant. Because, like, he had the stuff with Bray Wyatt before the whole... They revived the feud with the whole theme character. Just didn't do a whole lot of memorable things, really, at least to my, to my easiest knowledge, on the main roster after all that. It's like, yeah, he had matches as, as the demon character, but then he had random stuff. He had stuff going against freaking Baron Corbin and whoever the hell else they freaking put him against. I can't remember anybody else he feuded with. It was just a blur. Uh, Samoa Joe. Now, while he is a former United States champion in WWE, sadly, biggest problem that he's had is injuries. Because how many times has he been, how much time has he spent on the shelf since he's been on the main roster? Because it just seems like everything piles up. Thumb injury, ankle injury, so on and so forth. It's just like, it doesn't seem like a lot of luck is on his side. And it's a shame. I mean, Samoa Joe's not really a slouch, and he can easily cut a great promo but it's like after he got to the main roster, it was just like injury city left and right. Shinsuke Nakamura now, he has had championship success. Like Intercontinental Champion, US Champion. Had won the King of the Ring crown from Baron Corbin. But even when you look at his singles championship reigns, one big thing, common theme that you saw was the fact that he would go lengthy periods of time where he didn't really appear on television or even defend a championship. Yeah, he's a former Royal, R former Royal Rumble winner. That's like the apex of what he's done. And yeah, his theme song's catchy. Yeah, the guy on the violin doing his entrance music and everything, but really, like, he, it almost feels like he's never going to get out of the mid-card. Because even when he's at the mid-card with the championship or anything, you often forget he's a champion because, again, you don't really see him getting booked on television all that much. Bobby Roode, my god. It seemed like yesterday I was remember watching him in TNA as the It Factor slash World Heavyweight Champion. Ever since he's been on the main roster, the only thing he's done is a brief run with the United States Championship and then just constantly teaming with either Chad Gable or Dolph Ziggler. He goes away because of this whole COVID stuff going on. He comes back, back to teaming with Dolph Ziggler. It seems like he's not going to do anything other than being a tag team. And then even trying to be like Robert Roode and having a mustache, trying to be like bot with Rick Roode and everything like that. But it's just like, 
he hasn't really done anything of significance other than just constantly being in tag teams. Just like, really, what's there for him? Now, Drew McIntyre, I also say he's a big name that got success because of what happened after he came back. Because, I mean, I forget that he was even in having tag team championship run with, excuse me, with Dolph Ziggler. Then he eventually won the Royal Rumble 2020 WWE Champion a few times. So, pretty big success story, especially when you compare it to how he was when he departed from WWE in 2014 at a low, very low point. So, like, this has been a big redemption for him. Andrade, but oh boy. Former U.S. champion, having issues with the wellness policy, being unhappy, can't cut a promo. Stuff going on with Humberto Carrillo, and I think they tried something with him and Angel Garza with a team and feud and all that stuff. Other than just being U.S. champion, what else was there for him? Because then when they freaking split him off with Zelina Vega, there he was dead in the water. Because he can't cut a promo, so he's just supposed to get himself over even sell any kind of any kind of feuds if he can't talk. I mean, if he was down in AAA cutting a promo, that would be easier because it's in Spanish speaking his native language. But in America, not so much. Alistair Black didn't do jack shit. I mean, yeah, he had the cool entrance like with the dark theme and everything, but it's like he never held a championship. Didn't really have any memorable feuds. The only thing you probably remember was the fact that he had his eye taken out in storyline. And then right before he was fired from WWE, he was about to start a feud with Big E, and then all of a sudden, he's gone. So, like, he didn't do jack shit in, on the main roster. Even his brief teaming with freaking Ricochet after, around the time of WrestleMania 35 and afterwards wasn't really anything memorable. Uh, Johnny Gargano, at the time of this recording, people have been spraying rumors that he's being released with the mass releases and everything. I have not heard anything about that, so hopefully that's not true, but with Gargano, it... <sighs> He has some mat a few matches on the main roster because of the whole NXT invasion. But really, he's just he's been stuck in NXT this whole time. It doesn't feel like he's going to do anything significant. I mean, if he's gone up to the main roster since then, good for him. But it's just like, it seemed like he's stuck down there. And is not going to get past, like, develop anywhere past it. Adam Cole had some matches on the main roster. I have not seen them yet. I know he had the match Survivor Series 2019 against Pete Dunne. But then he never came up to the main roster as a full-time member, because then next thing you know, he eventually leaves. And I honestly don't blame him. Especially with the rumors of what they wanted him to do, like upon coming up to the main roster for changes. Keith Lee, now he is one of the names that recently got released as of this recording, didn't do much of anything at all on the main roster. He had some stuff going on with Randy Orton a little bit. Had to be taken off TV due to health concerns. And had his name changed to Bearcat Keith Lee and then Bearcat Lee. And then right after that, gone. So it's just like, he never got off the ground. I mean, maybe if he didn't have health concerns going on, like with COVID and everything like that, maybe he could have had success, but that's hard to say at this point. Karrion Cross, another name that got released. I mean, he freaking, while NXT champion, he lost to uh, Jeff Hardy, I think it was like his Raw debut. Then he dropped the championship, came up to the main roster, and he looked like some kind of knockoff of demolition with the outfit he was wearing, like with his mask and the freaking body armor of sorts, minus the face paint. It's just like, he didn't stand a chance. I mean, they tried something different by getting, giving him almost like a gimmick that was similar to the Devil's Advocate gimmick that you kind of saw from some of the promos that Sean O'Hare had, had back in 2003. But other than that, you don't remember jack shit. So, yeah, it seemed like a lot of names have really struggled on the main roster. 
in terms of having actual like notable success. I mean, Seth Rollins, Big E, Kevin Owens, and Drew McIntyre are like the four main names that have either stopped being full-time NXT champion or have come up to the main roster since then that have had actual success. Others are pretty forgettable runs in terms of what they've done because of terrible bookings. Like I said, you've had guys that are stuck in mid-card hell, tag teams, injuries. It's There's a lot of problems. It's like, I don't know what it is with the booking, but it's like it seems like if you have success in NXT as a champion, chances are you're not going to succeed on the main roster because some kind of booking is going to go on to where it kind of undoes whatever success you had in a way on NXT. It's just like, oh, you were NXT champion, you got over, fans loved you, but then you go to the main roster and it goes to shit. Because then you have so many changes. Because again, you look at Karrion Cross, he had the stupid outfits and everything and losing to Jeff Hardy in his Raw debut. Keith Lee didn't do a whole lot before having a name change. Aleister Black just did tag teams and whatever. Bobby Roode, again, brief US title run in tag teams and so on and so forth. This is like, just because you win a championship in NXT does not guarantee success on the main roster, especially when you see that percentage. I mean, 24 separate reigns with champions and everything, like since the title was created back in 2012, only four men between 18 different out of 18 have been mainly successful in terms of the most notable success. And I'm not, not going to count Sami Zayn or Adrian Neville because there was a ceiling that they've hit to where they've never done anything like over the top that you remember or remember. So less than 25% of the NXT world champions or main NXT champions have had long-term big success. And it's just like, that's pretty sad. Like I get it. Vince McMahon is stuck in his ways that he doesn't like if stars are not made by his hands. Instead, they're made stars by somebody else. But it's like, come on, Vince. Just because you're the owner of the biggest company in the world doesn't mean that you have to single-handedly make people stars. Because also, the company fails to even capitalize on anybody's momentum if something big happens. Want a big example? Look at Zack Ryder. But anyway, let me know what y'all thought in the comment section below about this pretty much curse of the NXT Championship. Because again, it seems like if you win the championship, things are not guaranteed in terms of success for you once you come up to the main roster. So if you all enjoyed, please remember to leave a like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening, if you're watching this on YouTube or whatever service you may be checking this episode out on. And I hope to catch you all in the next one. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out and good day, everybody.